0: Welcome to The Early Days, brought to you by Proust Chow. My name is Jackie Ray Greening, and this podcast is all about learning what I love, saying the good, the bad, the ugly of entrepreneurship, and it's really hard even to say that word for crying out loud. My special guest today, Jennifer Keith, welcome CEO and founder of Epic Food and Drink. Are Thank you, you. Are you an
1: Yes, I am, born and raised. Oh my yeah. goodness, where'd you go to school? Uh, how far back do we want to go? <laughs> All the beginning.
0: I start young. Yeah, I, I
1: grew up in the Catholic school system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, went to St. Pius, St. Mark's, Archbishop MacDonald High School, and then to the U of A, and I've been there twice.
0: <laughs> did the U of A twice now? Yeah. <laughs> so when you're growing up, uh, 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 was there something, some hobbies you were into, or sports, or what did you do for fun?
1: Yeah, so I loved to read. Um, I had a very kind of... Overprotective um, mom and, and very attentive to my study, so I was studying a lot growing up. I was kind of like one of those, um, you know, a, a students and teachers' pets. And so I, I was a teacher's school. pet. I
0: wasn't the A student thing. Let's be clear. Uh, okay, yeah. so you were smart.
1: I well, I did, I tried hard, and uh, and I loved school for not only like the learning, but also friends. So yeah, spent a lot of time doing extracurriculars around school, like clubs and things like that as well. So what kind of clubs? um a lot of nerdy ones like i was president of the av club in <laughs> in my high school i love that i love that <laughs> which i mean it was the best thing about it was that i got to miss a lot of classes because i was always setting up like microphones and cameras and um screens and all that kind of stuff for all of the different events in the school, right? So for celebrations, for every drama play that was put on, all that kind of stuff. That's not the nerdy thing (laughs) in school. That's the cool part of school. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was able to, you know, for example, just organize the entire club. So just making sure that all the resources were in place for all of the events. So I did a lot of planning and organizing throughout my entire kind of school career. Um, I was in robotics club in uh, middle school. So yeah, we, we actually built like this robot out of Lego and competed took this to Calgary and competed in this like uh, Mission to Mars um, uh, competition with all of these other schools and uh, yeah I won a couple awards for that one. (laughs) I'm loving that
0: you know and and we're talking about epic food and drink and we haven't even got to food and drink. I I love that. So then you go to U of A a twice. What was the first time? Yeah so I did
1: a business degree um, specializing in human resources and business law. Um, I kind of uh, Uh, fell into HR Um, I was actually I was planning to go into law school um, and uh, and that was like actually my my career goal my my entire life like when I was like three years old my mom asked me like what do you want to be and I said oh lawyer for sure because I really liked watching Matlock with her And so, um, but when I got to university, I was part of the pre-law society, all that kind of stuff. And I actually got to talk to a lot of lawyers and found out kind of like what the life is like. And I just am not, I I just felt like I didn't have like that competitive eat what you kill mentality that you need to thrive in law. And so, um, yeah, just took these, all of these like people management classes and just realized how much I liked um, understanding how people worked, understanding how to enable them to to you know help organizations succeed and so yeah, uh fell into HR and then um Worked my way up through uh, corporate career in human resources.
0: So what was your first job uh, in HR?
1: Oh gosh, Uh, so my very, very first job, I I did like two months as a temp for a, a recruitment agency and I did recruitment for them. And then I moved to the city of Edmonton for about a year and I did recruitment for them as well. And then I moved to EPCOR utilities where I spent the balance of my corporate career. Yeah. Okay.
0: So now you've got this HR background, you got your business degree. Is this now in phase two of uh, U of A or what's happening?
1: Yeah. So as I was um, working at EPCOR, I think I was a manager of talent acquisition at the time. Um, I went back and I did my master's in business, uh, my MBA at the U of A as well. And I specialized there in innovation entrepreneurship. And so really what I was mostly interested in was the innovation component really learning about technology and and i think it it came from working on a lot of technology Uh, projects uh, throughout my career so whether that's in robotics in middle school you know AV in high school um, and I and throughout my HR career I was put on every single kind of like technology integration um, whether it's you know selecting and integrating and change managing that throughout the organization or building something in-house for that would work for the for the HR department or for the company and I was um, I was tasked like my last big project was actually replacing an, uh, an applicant tracking system is what they call it um, for the entire company so it was I just had always dealt with this technology this innovation piece this process improvement piece throughout my career and and I really liked that so I focused on that in in school and throughout my entire kind of life my I come from a, a family of entrepreneurs as well so my dad had started uh, some food businesses Um, my mom had started a travel agency Uh, a lot of my aunties and uncles had started like nail salons and other service businesses and i think it's more so out of maybe necessity Um, they are immigrants to to canada so they don't have the same level of education uh, maybe work experience that uh, that, you know a lot of people around me and my generation were able to get like being here and born here in Edmonton in Canada. And so, um, it was interesting because, you know, they've always kind of said, just go get like a stable corporate job. <laughs> like go do well in school and go get that, you know, stable corporate job. And, and I, I did that. And I, there was a piece of me that was always like, oh, I, I wanna do something of my own. I wanna do something more. And I think like I accelerated my career quite, quite quickly because i had always wanted to do more. Like I was never uh, kind of satisfied just doing the day to day and doing my job. So I was always on different projects and, and volunteering for more things because I love to learn and I love the challenge. Um, and I said, why don't I you know, take a bet, bet on myself sometime?
0: So, so now yeah. you're, you've left Epcor after a, g- a good stretch yeah. and you're leaving now totally really uh, that part of your life behind and you're thinking, okay, what is my next phase going to be? So how did you end up with, <laughs> as a CEO and founder of Epic Food and Drake, it's yeah. really so far removed from everything you've done so far.
1: Absolutely. So um, as I was going through my MBA program and, and I was doing this while going to Epcor, uh, working at Epcor as well, um, I met my co founder, and so we met doing uh, what they call case competitions in the school. Um, These are like high stress, high. high-pressure situations where you're given, you know, um, a, a case, a business case, and you have three hours to analyze it and put together a 20-minute presentation and pitch your, your idea to judges. And so my, my founder and I, um, we, we trained for this uh, international case comp in Montreal for six months together. Then we went to, to, to uh, Montreal and actually competed in it. And so we were kind of pressure tested together. Um, shortly after, he actually started a startup company of his own while going to school and doing his MBA, because he's amazing, um, and it was in the health space. Um, so he it was a health tech startup, and I helped him with uh, some of the people side of things. So I was his chief people officer, and when that wound up um he was a, a few years too early i think like this is back in 2016 and telehealth and um health technology was uh, kind of a something that alberta didn't really understand quite yet just a few more y- years later and he would have <laughs> you know he would have hit hit the jackpot and uh and we were at it, actually at his wedding And um, over a couple, maybe too many glasses of champagne, we were talking about, well, we wrapped up this thing, like what else do we wanna do together? And we knew we wanted to work together because we just, him and I are like yin and yang. So like his strengths are my weaknesses, my strengths are his weaknesses. And we just have this flow together where we just know how to fill it in and, and just make something amazing out of it and just super dedicated both of us. And so, You know, I had always wanted to do something in food. I always thought food was interesting, food brings people together, I love food. Uh, That's probably the one hobby I haven't mentioned yet is that I love to eat and drink.
0: Okay, I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not opening any restaurant, I can assure you. Yeah. <laughs> what is your What is your co-founder's name? Uh, Luke Butterworth. Okay, yeah. so Luke and you have set yeah. that aside. You've done this pressure testing. You worked on this project for six months. Yeah. And now you're thinking, okay, what are we going to do? We both love food. We both like to drink. Yeah. And so yeah. what
1: happens from there? Well, so Luke's brother is actually an executive sous chef in Whistler. And um, what what Luke wanted to do was actually... Help his brother open up a restaurant, or or be able to get out from back the back of someone else's kitchen and cook the food that he really wants to cook, or create and be creative and design the menu that he wants, right? And for me, I, like I, my bent has always been, how can I use my skills to help other small businesses or help help other businesses thrive? And we knew together, we knew that a lot of chefs um, are very creative. And they don't have maybe the business acumen or maybe the capital access because lots of people don't fund restaurants, right, (laughs) Um, to to actually open these spaces of their own. And so our initial kind of business model and thought was, why don't we take on that capital and that infrastructure piece, the business side of of actually creating these spaces and launching these things? And so we, we took on a brick and mortar space here in downtown Edmonton and we built out four independent kind of commercial kitchens inside of that space with a communal kind of front of house area and what we did was we got it all permitted we built it out we equipped it we staffed the front of house we ran the bar service we actually built our own technology so we built an end-to-end restaurant management system and point of sale system that would actually run uh, the entire operation inside where multiple businesses could be operating together Wow, that's so fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we built this space. Um, we li- licensed the space out to, to individual chefs to begin with and, um, and gave them an opportunity to launch in our space. And we kind of uh, worked with chefs that are at v- various different uh, kind of points in their career. Some of them had never uh, opened their own restaurant or owned anything or a food truck or anything. Some of them had just had some pop-ups. Um, some of them had actually owned a restaurant previously that either closed down because of the pandemic or something else, or, or in some cases, and actually uh, two of them had actually burned down. So we, we worked with these chefs, and, um, and over time, we found that where a lot of them still wanted to live was in this creative space. Right. So the grind of actually running a restaurant day to day, um, making sure their inventory is like, you know, cash flowing properly, um, having the appropriate staffing levels like they didn't want to like flip every burger. They didn't want to be there kind of running that every day. And the more chefs we talked to, they, they said they wanted a platform where they can be creative have that like have that creativity of an outlet um design amazing menus but maybe not actually running the the restaurant day to day so over time we've evolved our our business model and our concept and now we're working with chefs of that caliber these like top chefs who've been on top chef canada iron chef canada uh beat bobby flay um and who are Typically booked for all sorts of different events. They might be writing cookbooks and uh, touring those cookbooks. They might be, they might actually own other businesses uh, on the side or be a head chef at a different restaurant, but want to expand and grow beyond the food type that they're cooking there. Um, so we have uh, I can talk about all of the chefs that we're working with now, um, but what we do is we provide this platform so that those menus and that creativity can be can be seen by the public and, and be experienced by people and for our customers that are coming into all of our spaces um, and we're building a second location right now uh, it might be open by the time this podcast airs um, we're gonna be able to provide that experience where a customer can come in and try all of these different cuisine types and it's very elevated but accessible accessible sorry food
0: so you call them, I love it, Chefs in Residence is yeah. what you call it on your on your website. And they should go to the website, maybe give the address, because it gives them an overview of the chefs and the different dishes, right?
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's www.dineepic.com.
0: And Epic downtown location is 103rd Avenue and 105th Street. Okay. So with these Chefs in Residence, which I love the name, by the way, because yeah. then it gives me in my head a concept of what it is that, okay, they've come and they've created these menus and, and, so you can come in and sample each of these? It could be a meat dish, could be whatever?
1: Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, so customers can come in and order off of any one of the menus that we have. And um, and what the chefs and residences do, so again, they design that menu. There's design features. They also... Um, train our staff and mentor our staff. So our, our, our space becomes from a culinary uh, education perspective, kind of a destination for, for new and upcoming talent to be able to be mentored by these these really amazing top class chefs.
0: I would think probably a lot of this, their, their business brain is, it's like an artist, sometimes they shouldn't be involved in the business aspect of at all of their musical career. Yeah. I would think a chef would be the same, whereas they want to be there and create this beautiful dish for everyone to enjoy, but boy, that business part of it,
1: no. Yeah, it's exactly it. So okay. we're, we're taking the administrivia out of being able to launch their own brand and concept and menu items without them having to take on the burden of running the business day to day.
0: So now you've, you call it epic free and drink. Yeah. And, and because cocktails are becoming big now, aren't they? They're and,
1: huge. Yeah.
0: So you have mixologists.
1: That's right. So it's
0: a doctor thing. It's a mixologist. <laughs> so yeah.
1: so what, so
0: you're pair, are you pairing them or what's happening with the drink end of it?
1: Yeah. So we've, we've partnered with some amazing mixologists in Edmonton um, to design these um, fantastic um, cocktails and drink menus for us as well. And um, many of them have kind of themes with the, the food type so um, they're each, each kind of set of, of cocktails is, is either Latin-inspired, Asian-inspired, right, European-inspired. And so the flavors will mix well with the, the particular dishes from that uh, culinary concepts uh, menu. Um, so the food menus are... are um, and I'll ta- maybe I'll talk about the chefs and what they're creating for yeah, us. Yeah, please, yeah. yeah. And
0: then mix it, yeah. Yeah,
1: and right now, they're, they're on 18-month contracts with us, right? So we can have these chefs and residents rotate over time and bring new food um, experiences to our, to our spaces. Um, Right now we have Chef Lindsay Porter. Um, She uh, was formerly the head chef at The Common, again has been on Top Chef Canada, Iron Chef Canada. Um, She is creating our Italian menu. We have Chef Peter Keith. He is the owner of Muley's and is the director of innovation at uh, eHub as well for the University of Alberta. Um, Huge in the in the culinary scene for many years now, and has has contributed to the culinary community in so many ways. And the
0: community at large, they donate a lot too. Absolutely, Muley's is wonderful. Yes,
1: yes. So. Peter Keith, he's designing our tapas kind of Spanish style menu. Um, We have chef Alex Edmondson. He's actually from Calgary, Alberta. Um, He competed on Top Chef Canada as well and was a semi-finalist. He runs a a personal chef service business now. So he gets booked for these like like really elegant private dinners and and he creates the whole thing in people's homes or in different venues. Um, And he is doing our French inspired menu. Uh, we have Chef Winnie Chen, who is currently the um, head chef at Foo's Repair Shop. Uh, if you've heard of that restaurant, it's uh, one of the best in Edmonton. It right is, now. yes. <laughs> and, and and Winnie's like a, just a great up and coming chef, and is going to be so prolific. She um, she is designing our Asian fusion menu, and then lastly, but not leastly, um, is uh, Chef Oliver Butterworth, who is Luke's brother, actually, and kind of the <laughs> the guy that was in Whistler. Yeah, the, the one who was in Whistler, <laughs> and, and he's kind of still doing. This with with us remotely at this time, and okay. uh, was part of the genesis of our our company, right? Like, it, and the idea and the seed of, of why we wanted to start this. So we really wanted to involve him. Um, again, we, we couldn't involve him in the the first iteration of our business, just because he didn't wanna move away from Whistler and actually run a restaurant day to day. It's not what he was interested in, but he loves this menu creation and this creativity that we're able to enable for him. And so he's doing our uh, plant forward um, menu, which as he was a, a vegetarian for many years.
0: So, so I love this because suddenly, if I say to the husband, well, "I feel like Italian tonight," I feel like Asian fusion. Now you can actually go and 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 be served either. That's it's such a unique concept. Yeah, thank
1: you. You're not yeah. stuck
0: with just one thing, right?
1: Yeah, and and food halls <clears throat> have existed out there before, where you have multiple concepts in one place. Mm-hmm. Not in Edmonton. We built the first one here in Edmonton, um, and I think we're different than other other places because a a, a lot of them. Um, are, have more chain-like restaurants in them. We have this very chef-forward um, concept in our in our food hall.
0: So yeah. now the downtown location, again, it's 103rd Avenue, 105th Street. Yeah. As you're choosing your, your first location, was this the one that started out as that initial uh, and then you've just evolved it into this epic food and drink?
1: That's correct. Okay. So we launched that location October 2021. Um, with uh, a different name, it was called Fifth Street Food Hall. And we've rebranded the company over time to just be a little bit more diner focused. Again, we wanted to um, appeal to to the people coming in and, and make them feel something like, so when you go to Epic, you know you're gonna have an Epic experience, right? Um, and so that was our our first location it held uh, a number of commercial kitchens where we're still uh, running actually these these different concepts out of that uh, particular location but it's a little bit more full service just because of the design of the space and um and it's a smaller menu so if you want to try it right now and our, our white ave location hasn't opened yet please like head down to the downtown one and you'll be able to sample some of the the items from the um the different concepts and then when we launch um in station park which is the yeah, Station Park. Tour. Now that's
0: the one on White Avenue, right? The old yeah. CP train station that they're building. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So
1: we're going to be on the second and the third floor of oh, that wow. building. Yeah, it's going to be about twice the size of our current location, and it is—it's um, going to have all of the concepts that we have now, um, and you'll have the full menu. So there's going to be ten to twelve items per per concept versus right now at the downtown location, you're getting about five.
0: Okay. Yeah. And will you be expanding more? from that, do you feel? Or? Well, we'll see. I mean, I see see
1: how everything goes, but that's the that's the vision and the plan. We're hoping to um, be able to um, uh, move into different geographies from here, so uh, our eyes kind of on Calgary, though Calgary has recently opened a number of food halls um, and and have had some really good conversations with people in Kelowna. So some developers in Kelowna are very interested in us moving over there. And like
0: big concept. So what does mom and dad think about this latest business venture?
1: <laughs> You know, um they're very supportive. They want me to be happy and successful and um you know, they're rooting for me. Uh I think at the beginning they're just like, "Are you sure? Like you're doing really well." Like and you know, in in some ways I I should, it's it's been a it's been a hard journey, right? And and I can see why they they <laughs> may have discouraged me in the beginning. Um or, or at least wanted me to hold on to that kind of corporate position longer and do the business on this side. But I wanted to make sure I could give it my all. I I never want to half-ass anything, and I I was morbidly afraid that if I did, that something wouldn't wouldn't go well, and and that would be my fault. So, um, it, I took the plunge and I I left the corporate job, and you know they they were still supportive, but they it's th- scary for them. I yeah. Guess. yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because, yeah, it, the food industry is so easy, the restaurant industry, don't you
1: feel? It's a walk in the park. You know, I think every entrepreneur thinks that their their industry is the hardest one, but I truly think my industry is the hardest
0: one. <laughs> well, and I think timing yeah. too, because Luke was looking for something at the same time, and it seems you you sound like an awesome team, so you don't yeah. you didn't want to lose that either, right?
1: Hundred percent. And and really, we saw this when it was a, an infrastructure idea. We saw that our our clients could be people who are, who are coming out of the pandemic, right? And mm. what's been really interesting is that consumer behavior has just changed so much. Mm -hmm. from pre-pandemic to during the pandemic and we launched the business just right in the middle of it and so we've had to really learn and adapt very very quickly and um and the learnings have been massive
0: yeah well, at least you can go up and say, hey, mixologist, cocktail now.
1: <laughs> I need one. I need one right Maybe now. Maybe two. <laughs> yeah.
0: Jennifer Keith has been our guest, CEO and co-founder of Epic Food and Drink. This, what a, this, You have had the most fascinating journey of where you've come, but you're following your dream and your heart, and that's key to anything,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, my life vision is to be a, a positive force of change in the world in any way that I can be. So um, I feel like you know entrepreneurship especially gives me the, the flexibility and the stage to be able to do something interesting and amazing and, and to be that positive force of change. So I'm um, really happy that I've, I've taken this journey. It's, it's not been easy, I have to you know be honest. And there's been lots of days where there's lots of doubt and lots of uh, questioning and, and hard days and long days, but I wouldn't trade it for anything.
0: Oh, that, and thats I love that. I, I think that's a perfect way to end the show. Thanks for joining us. This has been the early days. Go down right now. Epic food and drink. Check it out downtown in Old Strathcona location there on White Avenue. Thank you so much. That was awesome. Thank you. It's all been brought to you by Proust-Chow.
1: This series is proudly produced by the team at Road 55. Road 55 creates content that connects. For more information, check our website, www.road55.ca.